You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. I was actually going to do a uh, Marlon Brando impression now, but I will probably spare our audience the Marlon oh, Brando God. impression. I was going to say to you, Sid Talk, I'll, let, let me, I'll try it. Okay. I'm going to make, oh, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse. Let me let me have my starring moment here. I'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse. Sit talk. That sounds like um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> I think I do better than you. It was kind of like uh, Sylvester Stallone meets. I'm not sure what it was. Okay. Anyway, I'm gonna make you an offer you can't <laughs> refuse. Are we reviewing The Godfather? Or are we reviewing Iron Man? Uh, Godfather. Okay, so this, week, this week's review is the Godfather Coppola restoration. Of Iron no. Man. No, it's not. Okay, so yes, we did say last week... So you broke your promise no, to the world. Listen, last week I did say it would be 90% of a chance that we'd be reviewing the Godfather restoration. So you're in that 10%. How does it feel to be 90% wrong? So you're in the 10%. 90% wrong. Correct. I, I was 90% wrong. So <laughs> you're in the 10%. Um, we haven't received it yet. We'll probably get it tomorrow. So we'll be doing that one next week. So this week we chose a small independent low-budget movie called Iron Man. Uh, it's a, I'd never heard of it. Oh, and also let me just say, uh, welcome to After the Show, number 35. It's Sunday, September the 14th. And this is Iron Man 2-Disc Ultimate Edition Blu-ray and DVD. It's on both. It's a 2008 movie. We were just saying how quick this has come to Blu-ray. It's like four months. In the theatre in May and then uh, on DVD now. So, yeah, that is uh, a discussion on its own. But, yeah, it's uh, four months and it's now... Well, it's not actually out yet. It's out on Tuesday, September the 30th, which is, what, two weeks? So we got a nice yeah. early we got a nice early days. copy of this one, and it's from our friends at Paramount. And you're going to tell us what it's all about. Yeah, I mean, you really have to be under a rock if you don't know what this one's about. But go on. I have to sum. I have to sum up Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um, a rich, kind of spoiled, genius guy who sells weapons to the world, makes and sells weapons supposedly to only good guys, is captured, injured, and then ends up building a machine. That uh, he flies around in. Thank you very much. <laughs> is that it? Well, what else is there? I mean, there's a lot of depth and stuff in there, I guess. But, I mean, that's, <laughs> the, that's the superhero aspect. Okay, moving he on. He decides to change his ways because he feels he realizes that the weapons his father's company has made forever are actually in the wrong hands. The wrong people are getting hurt. And now he wants to do good. Now, we'll get into the story. I'm not 100% clear where he's going with it, but... You know, that's a whole. There's what three generations of comics out there to tell you his whole story, but yeah. So moving on to the movie itself, obviously it's based on a Stanley comic book from the 60s or 50s. Oh, well, it was 60s because he said he started in Vietnam. He yeah, explained exactly. why. So it moved. It, it's been going since the 60s, still being published to this date. Um, was it one of your favorite comic books? Never had heard of it. I did read. See. I read the, the only comic books I've ever read. Archie. Archie. Um, Dennis the Menace. Huey, Louie, Dewey, and Lewis, or whatever the hell it was called. Donald Duck. Uh, Huey, it, was that what? a comic? It was a comic. 
uh, this is back when I was about eight years old. So forgive me. I would go to the, gro- this is a little side story here. I would go to the grocery store with my mom. That's right up the street from our house, a little tiny grocery store. And the comic books were in this little magazine section and they had a little ridge kind of thing across the floor, like down near the floor at the bottom of the shelf. It was about four inches deep or something. It seemed like to me, <clears throat> but I was a little kid. And my mom would be shopping, and I would get the comic book and, like, kind of sit down on that little ledge and make sure that nobody who worked there would, like, come around and tell me to stop. And I would thumb through all the pages and look at all the different comic books. Mm. But I never really bought a lot except Archie. And And, and my funny comic book story, well, not funny, was when I was a kid, I loved comics, but one comic in particular, and it was called 2000 AD. It was a um, British comic that's still going to this day. The one... The most famous thing that came from 2080 was Judge Dredd. He was the weekly oh. thing. He was it was a it was a comic with lots of different characters, but he was in it all the time. Strangely, Judge I liked Judge Dredd. The Stallone the movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, it wasn't fantastic, but but I I throughout my entire school days, I had 2080, and every Friday morning, I was so excited when I woke up because in England we get our newspapers push through the front door. Not like here where they throw them. Out. And it would always be there on the floor and it was so exciting. A, a comic book? Yeah. Or in the newspaper? No, it was a comic book. Every week? That I bought, yeah, a weekly one. Wow. But um, I always used to... Fridays was so exciting, I'd come downstairs. And I think that's why now I almost have an excitement when the mail's come in. When I say, no kidding. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. So like, if a new Obsession magazine comes or a new something <clears throat> comes, I'm excited. But yeah, I used to always see Judge Dredd's face and it was... Excellent. All weekend I used to sit reading it. Oh, that's a cool story. Um, Nothing to do with Iron Man, but cool story. No, uh, while we're on the subject (laughs) of comic books. Anyway, um, no, I'm not really... I wasn't familiar with Iron Man. I did know that Iron Man was part of the Avengers, so I did have some... And I didn't know what the Avengers was? Exactly. Until you explained it to me just a little bit. So I did have some... I, I must have experienced Iron Man at some point. But anyway, let me... Talking about the movie... I think this is my favourite superhero movie yet. Huh, really? It trumps Spider-Man for me completely. Are you kidding? No. It trumps the first Spider-Man? Yes. Wow. Totally, like. I th- I, totally. I think it's more fun. I think it's setting up something to come that is so much... I can't... You know, I'm thinking the second movie will be unbelievable, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's setting up a lot of things. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, especially if you stay and watch the whole credits and watch the little scene yeah, at the end. Yeah, got to make sure people know. Yeah, so yeah, if you watch this on DVD, make sure you at least fast forward to the end of the credits if you don't sit and watch them all because there is a little surprise there at the end. Um, but yeah, I just feel that this was so much more fun than Spider-Man. Robert Downey Jr. is is incredible. I mean, I have been a fan of his forever, and, and so through the I. years of him being not whatever, I I can't help it. I've always I just have liked, I think, every single thing. Even the horrible, you know, like, Less Than Zero, which was a horrible crap I really movie. like Less Than Zero. I think it's pretty bad if I were to watch it now. I think I'd realize it was not good. And obviously he's done some brilliant stuff. Yeah. Like Chaplin. And? and? <laughs> See? That's the only really big mega thing. It's just that all the other no, little things... No, what was the one with Kilmer as well? Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That was really that good. That was good. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah, but yeah, you can't think... He's one of those people, like we were describing last week, where you put in your mind, like, oh, they're fantastic. They're like, you know, they're a classic. Well, list ten things. 
Oh, you can't? Well, list ten things that Adam Sandler's been on, and he's not a genius, mm. but you can list ten things he's been in. But anyway, we're talking... I uh, disagree with it being the best superhero movie yet, because I still think, for me, Spider-Man 1... <laughs> it trumps it, it for me. It doesn't for me, because Spider-Man, on its own, can stand on its own. And I think it is... I mean, I, I love the, I love Iron Man, don't get me wrong. I actually really enjoyed it. And I wasn't really looking forward to enjoying it that much. Except for the Robert Downey Jr. part. But, I think I thought, it's second in line for me. I thought everybody was good. Um, I thought it had a real playfulness to it. It wasn't right. totally serious. You know, it does have some serious moments and it deals with some serious issues. But it's really playful. And I, th- I think it really... It just puts you in a good frame of mind. You know, watching it, it I just feel like this is this is kick-ass. It's, and it's got some good action. You don't know about... Um, you don't know about what John Favreau is going to do with an action movie, but he does, he pulls it off. Yeah, because well. he mixes in, I think, that sort of casual sensibility that he has with dialogue and with like taking it not quite so serious, like you said, and mixes it. Plus the dialogue between people, the interaction between people, it all felt very well grounded to me. And I, I mean, maybe I was in a cloud because I was like in a really good mood and. I don't know, but I felt like it was grown up, right? And it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of, there were a few little one-liner things here and there, but not so much not that a lot you're of like, those. ugh, God. There wasn't, you know? yeah, it isn't that kind of movie at all, is it? In fact, I, I expected it to be. When when he finally gets Iron, becomes Iron Man, I was expecting him to be the, hey, sorry there, and doing you, silly yeah, stuff. Yeah, no. But no, it wasn't that at all, was it? So It was brutal sometimes, I mean, the <laughs> the physicality of it. Yeah. It was really good, too. It was all really grounded, I think, is the main thing. Like, to me, Spider-Man. You felt like, in the real world... I know it sounds really weird, and I'm I'm not being idealistic about it. But, I mean, in the real world that they set up for you, that what he was doing was possible. Because the way they did it, and... But I, I don't know what about this one, for me, top Spider-Man. I don't actually know what it is. But I know, for a fact, I can repeat watch this movie. Hmm. And it'll be fun... More than the first time, you know. It's I actually really like how it is the three acts of it. I like how it is as well. I mean, it's oh yeah, it's it's really nicely put together. But yeah, there's not a moment where you're like, okay, this is dragging a bit. There's none of that. It's just, you know, I don't want to give anything away. No, I mean, I know what you mean. We could probably talk about the beginning part, maybe. Well, we know that from the trailers, you know, he gets captured. He builds the suit. He escapes. And then he builds a better suit. And it's actually and that part with the... Because he's in Afghanistan. Um, and about, you know, these rich weapon companies selling weapons and controlling the world. It's all very, kind of, very now, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Because I... I mean, listening to Stan Lee talk about Iron Man comic. Yeah, and that's It was always it. about that kind yeah, of thing. About it was the same thing. Weapon... Um, you know, Iron Man himself is an arms dealer. That's what he is. He's, that's his. I think that in the movie, he doesn't come across as conflicted as they describe the car- the comic book character. I mean, he's he he's comes a to playful, a realization that he doesn't want to yeah, sell, to sell arms people, anymore. To but people. he's not as conflicted. Maybe that'll come later if we get other movies. But I mean, you shouldn't. You know, I don't. I don't like thinking in terms of this is a movie on its own. You know. Unless somebody came out to me and said, we're making all three Lord of the Rings and they're all one big movie, fine. Then I'll think of mm. them as one big movie. But this is on its own. 
So yeah, as well, it is in this, in this, you don't know they're going to make another one, even though they are. You, I mean, you did, they didn't when they made it, right? But I mean, I don't even like thinking. Oh well, maybe we'll get to that later. I mean, this is what it is. He's not as conflicted. It takes it a little more tongue in cheek. He gets on a mission, and yet I'm still unclear what his mission is, even now. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he wants to turn it around and maybe stop making weapons and start making this power supply that he's made, right? Because that's part of the thing. But he doesn't go through this movie fighting crime. He does one kind of thing. So what is the... What is his... I didn't get from this particular segment of the of his story. I think, yeah. Of no, what is All I got is. was his whole realization was <clears throat> me and my father build... Weapons to to knock out countries, you know that kind of scale. Our, well, their their premise is we're going to protect the freedom of. Yeah, the good well, guys. if you own our weapons, you're safe, kind of thing, and that's what we do. We like it's a fear thing, isn't it? And I think you just come to the realization that if you pull that out of the equation, then you know the world will be a happier place. Which is a it's not a, it's not a good way of thinking, really, because somebody else would do it, wouldn't they? I think but, he's thinking, I think his thinking is, I'm providing these weapons to the bad guys. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I can't do, it's not just me giving them some, you know, so, I don't know, I mean, you have to but get yeah, deeper in the story. But. Yeah, I think deeper in the story you will find out more, but. I just want him to be a little more conflicted, I think, than he was. Now, I can't say this is the best superhero movie ever because I've not seen The Dark Knight yet, the uh, mm. new Batman movie. Why haven't we seen that? Well, because it's, it's another one that's coming on Blu-ray, like, literally three months after the theatrical. So are we just set to always watch movies on DVD now? Because the theater's so shitty. Yes. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're... I mean, seriously, shitty. In, in an upcoming, um, after the show, we will review The Dark Knight. Oh, obvious, good. Obviously. But um, Iron Man, I just think it's um, really... I, I think it's... It's a, exciting. The start of a franchise, I think it's... I didn't think I'd be interested in Iron Man itself. I didn't actually think it would either. No, I, I don't know why. I just I just always thought, well, Iron Man. I don't what what a guy but this in a movie, metal suit. The way he huh? does it, right? It's so like beefy in your face. Like you get a lot of those hero moments, like they describe him, and the music is just right, but not too much. And the special the, effects are good. Special effects are really good. And there's a few ragdoll effects in there. Come on. There you is, but, it, but they are pretty good. Because I mean, of the whole movie's better. Than, well, I'm just thinking, like, the main chunk, like, what you really want to see good is Iron Man flying. Yes. And that them parts look like Iron Man flying. Yeah, they look really, really good. Really good. Like, I mean, when he takes a test flight around the <laughs> coast... Now, that was one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. Because, also, I've said it before, my favorite thing about superhero movies, and it always has been, that's why I like Spider-Man 1, is when they are trying to figure out the um, what they've got. Like, like, oh, I don't really know how to use this flying suit, but let I me... I think Hollywood has tagged on to that since I think they have now, haven't they? Because yeah. in the past, you didn't get that. No. You didn't have spy. You didn't have Batman developing into Batman, or anything like that. Fact, and then Spider-Man came... It doesn't really... It covers it a little bit. Barely, but if you yeah. get the director's cut on DVD, it actually covers that bit a bit more of him being a kid. Yeah. So it was put back in. So they took it out. Even the new Superman 
shows him as a kid trying to fly like, and stuff little, like a little bit. So yeah. I think they're 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 getting the idea that it's a money maker. That's it the is money my favorite part. part. Yeah, and obviously Iron Man has it. And then after they've figured it all out, it's not quite as interesting. And you know, you know what's interesting about Iron Man? Iron Man does that part. It it does the whole okay. I'm going to figure out my thing. But what's really interesting about it compared to all the others? He's not a child. No, he's a man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it feels. He he's, creates he's, it he's all. He's childlike the way he is when he's trying. You know, it's funny. Like Batman Begins, because he yeah, really only developed. But he's very it. serious. So what I'm getting. Yeah, but at is, I mean, as an adult, he makes the effort to create every single part of this superhero persona, every yeah. bit of mechanics, everything. But the thing with um, one of the things well, I've always thought with Batman is he's just a dude with some stuff, right? A, a dude with some tech and stuff. Iron Man actually does have a power. You know? He doesn't have a superpower. Well, he has a power. He's powered. He's a power source. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's, Batman's just a guy. Aha, he's a guy. He's not... Iron Man has got I'm, something. Well, come on. I think Iron Man's just a guy. He just happens to have that thing to... That's it. That's, it. The, that's him. That thing. If you pull that thing out, he dies. I know, but it's not a superpower. It's just like a battery. It is, and it powers the suit. If he didn't <laughs> yeah. have that... It well, would... Batman has power for his suit, too. I'm just saying, but <laughs> one of the things... Iron Man, to me, is that he's got something, whereas whereas Batman... I really like Batman. No, I'm hit or miss on Batman, to be honest. I like... Batman Chris... Begins was good. I like Christopher Nolan's Batman. But going back, you know... I was never a fan of it. He, I think he's redeemed with Christian Bale. Remember yeah, I know, that's what I'm saying. Christopher Nolan's version of Batman. I like it. But the, all the Batmans from the past, all of them, I was never a fan of it, ever. Like, too I, kitschy. Yeah. Uh, too you, cheeky. You know what? I was actually a fan of the TV show, and that's the most kitschy part of it. But that's how I saw Batman then. But I really like what they've done to it. Anyway, this isn't a Batman review. <laughs> but, I, but Iron Man, um, there's nothing... If you like superhero movies, this is it, really, I think. I agree, and I don't know how to compare it to the comics because I've never read them, so I don't know what criticism there could be about the character. I mean, I feel like I learned a lot. And his whole world, one of my favorite things of the whole story is that his relationships with Rhodes and Pepper Potts, they're really really solid. He's a genius, isn't he? He made a character called Pepper Potts. Yeah, well, I think they're really (laughs) well done. These people aren't over the top. They're both really good. Like, Gwyneth Paltrow was really good in it. I mean, I'm not saying it's like a genius acting role. I'm saying she was actually really good and solid. And the guy who played Rhodes, his friend, they're, like, truly his friends. There's no, like, lightheartedness about it. They're, like, his... It's involved, they're not. very... So, I don't know. I felt those were really good relationships. They weren't cutesy. They weren't over the top. They weren't... I just thought those that made it re- even better to me. Yeah, like... Like how Batman has Michael Caine as his butler guy. Pepper Potts isn't... There's a twist no, on her. Yeah, there's a twist on her. She's yeah, not that. Michael Caine's like a caricature of a butler guy. Like, But Pepper Potts, she's just sort of a driven... Not even driven. Not, not at all. She's just sort of... She's somebody who... The only person who could do that job for him. She's grown up with him. Like, she's right. worked with him so long. She's Nobody else would know him so well. So... When he's doing goofy shit. And, he's and she cares about him enough, but not in a puppy dog love way and not in a I'm riding on your coattails. I just felt like however it was written and how they did it, because he let him do a lot of um, 
ad-libbing and stuff, and you could tell Paltrow and What's-His-Face kind of had a funny rapport and stuff. What's-His-Face? Uh, Downey Jr. Yes. Uh, yeah, whatever. I just felt like those relationships made it even better to me, and I was actually looking forward to the interactions he had with his friends and with her, and I thought it was... And Jeff Bridges was... Oh, we're, talk- we're not talking about the cast. Sorry. <laughs> no, we're not talking about the cast. We're talking about the movie. So um, what did you like about the... I mean, what didn't you like about the movie, let's say? Um, those few bad special effects with the ragdoll effect. Which I ones cannot were think it? of that. When the big robot guy was fighting the little robot guy, and just there were lots of like shabby body movements, you know, like the ragdoll effect, I call it. It doesn't yeah, look like a human anymore. Yeah. That I didn't like, but that doesn't. That's not enough of a distraction. There wasn't tons of that either. I didn't it wasn't... really like. I won't go into it, but I didn't really like that whole scenario. The Jeff Bridges character's story, as the you know, I just didn't. Seemed I wasn't bit, into it. Seemed a bit. To me, without we're not spoiling stuff, but it seemed a bit like Hollywood had got involved. Obvious, there. a little too obvious. Yeah, yeah. Like, like we need a third part. Yeah, like obviously he's got to fight somebody or something. Yeah, so we need something. And I just didn't. I mean, I appreciated the the front end of the part of the story. This Jeff Bridges character has been, you know, in line with his father and still a huge part of the company, and you get that vibe from the very first. T- second that you meet him that there's something a bit askew but as that played out it was a bit of anticlimactic i'll say because i didn't really care about that part of the story i would like for it to have been a different kind i of do think that was um if it as a fault that's it's my that, only weakness it's that yeah because yeah. it didn't really need that part I agree. but there again hollywood people would say well what do we have then <laughs> do we have him doing his training like the whole film and then the yeah. second film is where he encounters a bad guy, or what? Like, yeah, he's you know, gonna have a bad guy. I guess. Yeah, that, that's the deal, isn't it? It, it, it? There's never gonna be a movie where it doesn't come to anything at the end, because somebody has to fall off something. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> can, can we please make up something new? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every it seems every gravity is such movie. a pussy way to kill a guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we were. Oh, this movie also. I just want to say about uh, Iron Man. It also had one. It had a Chevy Chase moment in it. <laughs> so whenever, yes. whenever a movie, I feel that there's a lot of movies with Chevy Chase moments. And whenever a movie crops up with a Chevy Chase moment, we'll explain in a second what that is. I thought I'd give it a mention anyway. It, what it is is in National Lampoon's Vacation, the part where he gets lost in the <laughs> desert and he's wandering over the hill and he's just a lone figure and he's got his sh- shirt up on his head and he's sweating. <laughs> And he's kind of crazy. He's totally delirious, yeah. I just <laughs> yeah, well, watched it last night, which is so hysterical. Well, Tony Stark does one of those moments, and he's it's literally it's literally that shot, isn't it? Because <laughs> you can't help it. <laughs> you can't do that That's shot. what it is when you see a and guy And every time I say it, I say Chevy Chase. That was in The Mummy as well. Yeah, you had a yeah it, was in, it was in The Mummy too, yeah. <laughs> I just feel that that shot is... Um, it's a classic. That's my movie recommendation, National Lampoon's Vacation, because I watched it again last night. I've seen it Absolutely. a million times. Hysterical. And if you haven't watched it for a long time, and if you loved it when you watched it before, you're going to love it again. It, every single moment of it has something. And I was, I was just like, I laugh out loud at it, like endlessly. And I'll give you one not to see, and that's the Vegas Vacation. <laughs> don't, don't bother with that. It's not Vegas Vacation. Huh? It's not Vegas Vacation. Is it not? What do you mean? I'm saying I'll... I'll oh, you mean the I'm saying I'll sequel. give you a movie not to see, and it's the one called Vegas Vacation. Don't Just go and the, see that one. Which one is that? The fourth one or the third it's one? The one where, fourth. It's the one where the kids are really, like, odd. It's not vacation. <laughs> it's not European vacation. 
It's not Christmas vacation, but Vegas vacation. It's the, it's the last one. Right. And the worst one. It was bad. There was a Christmas... Yeah, yeah. It was really bad, in fact. In fact, after they did the first one, they should have just stopped. I know you like European vacation, I thought but the, still. the European one was really good, actually. <laughs> just because, you know... But they had different sex. kids again. Why don't they just need to stop It's that? just one of them things, isn't it? So, uh, let's move on to the cast of Iron Man. Um... We have Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. We mentioned him I earlier. I think we covered that. Yeah. I think he's absolutely perfect. I can't think of anybody else who would do absolutely. that. Absolutely. And when you, when it started, and he's in the Humvee, he's in a Humvee driving along in the desert, and he's talking to some soldiers, and he's really larger than life. I, I thought to myself, this could be really annoying. Yeah. Like instantly, he's really obnoxious, and I. How am I going to like him at all? Like, because this is going to be really annoying, but it's not a problem. You just said what Stanley whole Stanley's whole plan was to make a guy who's so unlikable and yet cram it down your cram him down your throat until you like. Yeah, because if you <laughs> if you watch that first scene, you could say to yourself, "How's this guy anything?" Yeah, because he's like he's a playboy extraordinaire kind he's, of guy. He's outspoken, but Robert Downey Jr. does it beautifully, perfectly. I think. And then we've got Terence Howard as his friend Rhodey. That's him, right? Rhodey, not Rhodes, yeah. Yeah, which is Colonel James Rhodey Rhodes. He does really good. Yeah, I, I really, really like him. love watching him. He's yeah. extremely attractive. He was in Crash. He was in. Very attractive. <laughs> he reminds me of. Um... <laughs> and he's like... very attractive. He's like the. You know, if talking about attractive, just pers- what they look like. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of. Is this know... going to be embarrassing? No. You know, <laughs> do you know the lady in. Heroes, with the hat. She's the he's the male version of her. The one lady in Heroes. In the hair. first Heroes, the lady in Heroes, the first one, the artist's girlfriend. Not really. Oh come on! No, do. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't remember. You do Heroes, the first season of Heroes. There was an <laughs> artist who painted. I remember the artist. Yeah. She. He 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 had a girlfriend who Peter Petrelli ended up nailing. Oh, nice. I don't remember her. She's really, really glamorous, attractive black lady. And you think this is the male version of her? I think she, I think he's actually spawned from her. He's not glamorous. He's just He looks cute. like her. That's what I'm saying. He looks like her. He is, right? Anyway, he was in Crash, and he's been in a lot of things that I've seen, but I can't name them. Crash is the one he's I have. borderline thinking. anonymous famous? Is that what you're saying? Not really, because he won... Did he he's win famous, a, famous. Did he win an Oscar? I know. I thought he did. Anyway, there is... Gwyneth Paltrow? Jeff Bridges oh, okay. as Obadiah Stane slash Ironmonger. And he's Jeff Bridges with a bald head. <laughs> yeah, he is I Jeff mean, he's Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Yes, you can't get I really like mind. him. I do too. He's kind of hateable in this one. I like well, him and I don't like him. I find him... He's a little bit Hollywood-ish, you know? He's one of those guys who you feel like... Almost like Kevin Spacey now... To a degree where you stick him in there, he's doing it as himself. He's quality. Knowing that he's Jeff Bridges and he can kind of just get away with anything. He's alright. And I was... Oh, it, fantastic. So here's my uh, recommendation for movie of the week. I might have already recommended this one. No, I didn't. I mentioned it in a... In a when I, I was told talking, you need to write this in the show notes. When so I was talking remember. about Hulu. Um, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Right. Now, the thing was, this is yeah, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot from the 70s. It's um, Jeff Bridges and Clint Eastwood. And this is what I said today. Mm-hmm. 
I'd watched it just recently, and Jeff Bridges is literally like 20 years old in it. He's like a hunky, handsome man. And I said to you when you watch him in this one, oh my God, he's got old. Because I, <laughs> yeah, that's the week. only two references I've had of him. So, yeah, he, he does look a lot older. But Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, brilliant. Um, if you like, it's like a buddy road movie with violence and some a heist. It's really good. Wow, that's like right up your alley. Yeah, it's really good. Um, you haven't seen it, you really should. But uh, yeah, I'll recommend that one. Um, I don't recommend buying it on DVD though because it's a really old DVD from about 10 years ago. And it's it's widescreen but it's non-anamorphic so you've got that funny basil. Hopefully they'll upgrade it in the future but there'll probably be a Blu-ray version. It is a popular movie. It won an Oscar. Excellent. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I'd know. I'd know frame of reference for what you're talking about. Well, you should see it. Just pick when you start your computer nights. Just pull it up on Hulu and watch it. Because and then next week report back. Tell me what you thought. So an assignment. Next is uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's Pepper Potts, the most genius name in there. I thought she was really good, and I'm not a Gwyneth Paltrow fan at all. Yeah, she was good. Um, I was hoping she wasn't going to be a damsel in distress. Do it. You know, Damsel in Distress. You know, that's one of the things Ugh, I don't Mary like. Mary Jane from Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I hate that character, and I don't like her, so it makes it doubly bad. Yeah, I was hoping she wasn't going to be that, and she almost was, but then she wasn't. The only thing that would make Spider-Man, the first one, better is if she would be dead by the when end When she of hangs it. off that thing, that she just bro- falls off. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, he chooses the people and lets her fall. That'd be perfect. That's not going to happen. And then he could just be tortured about that forever. That would add to a superhero. But I think when I'd take one Gwyneth Paltrow over... 50. Um, 50. Mary Jane. Mary Jane. Totally. Whatever she is. What's she called? I don't know. Don't even want to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got Leslie... It's not Pepper Potts, that's for sure. We've got Leslie Bibb as uh, Christine Everhart. Now, this is just a small uh, kind of... She's a reporter. Oh, right. Blondie. Yeah, she was all right. Yeah, not bad. Uh, and he nails her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Stan Lee is himself. Of course. Slash. A Hugh Hefner type. Yeah. And, you know... He was if brilliant. If you've got a Marvel movie, like, get off Stanley somewhere. Because so, he owns you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and now this movie, um, interestingly enough, was directed by John Favreau, the incredible shrinking man. Shrinking and growing man, I would say. <laughs> yes. Um, His body weight is volatile. Yeah. Now, this John Favreau, if you are not familiar, or you will be in a second when I tell you, he was the one of the stars of Swingers, which... It's a brilliant movie. Another recommendation for the week. Uh, gotta be, right? If, uh, if you're associating it with Favreau, yes. Yeah. Uh, Very Bad Things. I love Very Bad Things. I, I was actually thinking the other day I should go and watch it again because I've not seen it for a good time. It was good, yeah. Yeah, really good. And uh, he was an actor in Daredevil as well. Um, and he was in... He also Daredevil. directed Elf with uh, Will Ferrell, Zephora, which I didn't see, and Made, which was like a... They say it's a pseudo-sequel to Swingers, but it isn't really. Nah. It's kind of the same vibe, that's vibe, all. Yeah. yeah, but it was good too. I like Made as well. It's Vince Vaughn and John Did he Vaughn. direct Swingers? He did write it? No, he was just in. He was actor in Are Swingers. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll look. I trust you. I'll just look him up. I trust you. So we're going to move on to DVD extras? Yeah, now, this is a uh, really, I think, like... In terms of extras, it has to be a 10 out of 10 on the scale of how extras come on DVD. I'm not sure. I think 9. Yeah, it's really high, then. It's a high mark. Yeah. Um, 
10 is like knock your softs off, so like 500 so, hours of stuff. So this is the Blu-ray version we looked at, but you get the same... Well, there's a couple of exclusive Blu-ray extras, which we'll do first. <clears throat> so this one, you get the feature film. Hey, wow. that's wow. a good extra. That's a good one. Is it listed in the extras? Yes. Oh my God. Well, no, it's just telling you what's on each disc. So there's the Blu-ray exclusives anyway. It's the Hall of Armor. Yes. Which that's is... That's pretty cool. You, can I explain that one? Me? It's where you can look at all the different versions of the Iron Man suit from this first, like in a CG 3D thing, and zoom in on each part, and then do cool. like a 360 look at it really close and really detailed. Like you really said, you detailed, can see yeah. the scratches. Because when it. you went to zoom in on the what's it called, Mark Three, Mark Three version, which is the gold and red one, I thought, oh, that looks really cartoony. What what's the big deal? As soon as you zoomed in, it comes right at. Well, plus we were looking at it really big, but um. It's just nice 3D rendered. It's the actual thing. 3D and models. You can, it'll it. tell you all the tech specs of all the different parts of every of part, every, like oh, his yeah. knee and his ankle. And, right. Yeah. And it's. I thought it was pretty cool, but that's a Blu-ray exclusive. Probably not. Probably can't do that on a normal DVD player because it's kind of. Um, yeah. You know, rendered. Um, then you've got the Blu-ray. This is the other Blu-ray um, exclusive feature. It's the Blue Blu-ray Live feature, which. Unfortunately, at this time, because we managed to get the disc two weeks early, it doesn't exist yet, but I can tell you what it's going to be. It's called the Iron Man IQ. So you'll download this feature, and while you're watching the movie, similar to... Uh, do you remember um, Disney's... What was the one with the girl? Enchanted? Enchanted. Enchanted, yeah. Um, similar to that one where there's a quiz over the movie, and you answer it and you get points. It's that. It's going to be that. Right. But that's not going to be available till the day this comes out. Um, Why that, not just put that on there? I think because they can also update it. They could have a weekly, like, change the questions. You yeah. Know? Um, then there's the Invincible Iron Man in HD. Now, this is really good, actually. It's about an hour-long documentary split into six parts. And it's just concerning the comic book Iron Man, mm-hmm. not the movie at all. And it's Stanley and everybody involved in the comic books from when it started up to today. Artists, writers, um, people who were involved in making the comics. Now, I feel I learned a lot about Iron Man from oh, that. Oh, totally. Just from that. One thing that was funny was two or three different people gave themselves credit or took credit for reviving the they Iron did, Man. They did, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah exactly. <laughs> um, they take great pride in the fact that it was a it was a waning franchise. And, and when I got a hold of it, I brought it back to life. Yeah, it's like, exactly. great. Everybody said And then everybody else said the same thing. Yeah. So that is really interesting. I, I like that, that one. That was good. And then there's the Invincible Iron Man in HD, which... Which one was that again? Oh, no, that was, that. What we, that was what yeah. we just... Okay, and then there was deleted and extended scenes in HD. And I must say, these deleted scenes, when it says they're in HD... Yes, they were. They were fully complete, almost. Well, there was a couple of... A couple of them just had a little CG not done yet, and but other than that. And they were actually good extended scenes. There was a couple, which I really liked. Um, there was a lot, too. It just kept there were quite rolling. A few. Kept rolling, but um, don't want to give them away because there's a few that do. Any of them further the story? Maybe a it didn't bit. seem like to me they would have. No, they're they best left. Suffice out. to say, they were fully uh, flesh. They were fully done, and there was. I can't remember now, but yeah, we just watched them all. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of them. Now moving on to disc two because this is a disc two a two disco. You get the I am Iron Man seven-part making of documentary. Now, this is actually as long as the movie. It's two hours long. Hour and 48 minutes. And it... <laughs> to be precise. ...has 
it's what it's my favorite. If you can give me a good feature on a DVD, this is it. And what it is, it's a fly on the wall. You know, they have a camera crew following the entire production from storyboards right at the very beginning to it being on the red carpet yep. at the end. And it's so detailed. It's like, if, you, if you're an Iron Man fan, I think there's uh, everything. An Iron Man movie fan. Movie fan. Everything you could Plus possibly... Plus you get to see John Favreau go from very large to smaller to a little bit larger. Yeah, John Favreau loses 75, 75 pounds. pounds during the... And I think he gained back about 30 by the end of it. I do. I don't think he can. I was fixated. I, I th- couldn't help I it. I think he just wanted to lose it to be in the... He's in exactly. the movie. He's in That's the what movie. I said. I was getting ready I don't think we movie. mentioned that. He is in the movie. Oh, yeah. He's nothing, though. He's just a driver. No, but what I'm saying is he probably doesn't want to look like a big fat blob <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> but um, who knows? He might be a big fat blob again now. He's got a big paycheck, probably. That's right? not a very nice thing to say. Well, you know what I'm saying. No, it's not a very nice thing to say. I'm saying he's quite overweight. He's larger than he was in his early days. We'll give him that. It's quite weird to watch the documentary, though, because when he comes on the screen, <laughs> which is like the opening... Yeah, you're like, whoa. You're like, whoa, John Because the last time I saw him was in, the in Daredevil. Well, he was kind of no, gaining weight in Daredevil. For me, it was like, I've just watched Iron Man. He was thin. Oh, no, I'm talking about the last time I'd seen him before See, I, I, was I, Daredevil, which he was already kind he was of a little bit, in some weight. Yeah, he was, yeah. But I was thinking, I'd just seen him in Daredevil quite a few times... And then his head come on the screen, and I said to you, didn't he used to... Whoa, look at him. It's odd. Who was the other director we watched who lost loads of weight, remember? Peter Jackson. No, another one. Yeah, there was another one too, wasn't yeah. it? Was it, like, the game plan or something? It was some movie like that. I can't remember. And where we went, wow, look at that director. Yeah, he was like, he probably lost 150 pounds. He was, yeah. he was a big guy. Seems to happen, that. Not, not that that has anything to do with the extras, but that was one feature. The Incredible the Shrinking Man. And that is a good one. I like watching the whole process. Too. Now, yeah, and it is really detailed. I mean, it, it goes into, like, everything. And it, interestingly enough, we can mention it here, um, they use Stan Winston's workshop to do all the suit. Build the they suit. Had, they had Stan Winston. But, and Stan, this this will be the fi- probably the final appearance you'll ever see of Stan Winston because he died in June. June. But he's actually in this making of... But it's a real sad piece because he's actually ill. Yeah, he walks out of the and room. And he stood going, at the yeah, back I'm, saying, I'm a bit ill, I'm going to be leaving. Yeah, or and, and it's then he like, dies. And then you've never seen it, and then you've never seen him again. So <laughs> I really appreciate stuff that Stan Winston's done, and he's done a lot of stuff. In fact, I have a little tab here Yeah. with some of the stuff, and you'll be like, oh, wow, he did that. But anyway, you know, if you don't know who Stan Winston is, he, he's responsible for creature effects and makeup effects in lots of movies. Including, but not limited to. No, Constantine. Why'd you have we, to start off with that one? <laughs> Terminator Three. That one's all right. This is makeup, by the way. Artificial intelligence, Pearl Harbor, Galaxy Quest, Interview with a Vampire, Batman Returns, Terminator Two, Edward Scissorhands, Friday the Thirteenth, The Thing, The Hand, The Island. And this is going back in time, big time. And then he's also responsible for special effects in next year's brand new Terminator 4 movie, Terminator Salvation. Well, it won't be him. He's it's the creature effects supervisor on that movie. Well, well, that movie was probably, how can he be? Well, that movie was probably wrapped for filming last mm. year, wasn't it? Um, Some of those aren't that high quality. So it's kind of a mixed bag. He also did Iron Man. This is special effects, by the way. Iron Man, Big Fish. <gasps> big Fish is really good. Jurassic Park 1, 2, and 3. Lake Placid, The Relic, Predator. Oh, Predator? 
Aliens, the Alien Effects creator. Uh, Phantom of the Opera. End of Days. Anyway, too many to mention. Not not a top quality one there. What? End of Days. No, but I mean, he's been responsible (laughs) for like huge special effect movies, like Jurassic Park. You know. Yeah. What I'm saying is, he's a guy. You know, it's not. It's not like I mean, he's died, but his thing will live on because he has a big studio. So, who will be doing it? And in fact, it was interesting on the extra where he said, "It's not really the same nowadays. I don't yeah. really do anything. I come in and then I say to a guy, <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. Do more of that.' And I'll just have and my name on the screen. Yeah, yeah. As long as I put my name on yeah. the screen, you just good. do more of that. Yeah, <laughs> it's really funny how he said it. Um, so then we've got. Uh, Wired, the visual effects of Iron Man, which is another nearly 60-minute documentary concerning just the visual effects, like the CG stuff. In-depth, detailed. Another, you know, that's why I'm saying this is good. If you like, this is full of extras, right? And not crappy ones. They're not just stuck in there. No, they're good. Good ones produced for it. Uh, Then you've got Robert Downey Jr.'s screen test in HD, (laughs) which is exactly what it says Exactly, yes. Then you've got the actor's process in HD, which is just a scene between Robert Downey Jr. and... Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, just played out with the director on... Working out how to interact with each other. I find that a little bit too actorly, personally. Yeah, but it is the actor's process. It is, and that's fine. I think I could be removed from that. I don't need... I'd rather watch more about... Um, the director and following him through his day than to watch the actors work out their process. And then if you're a, if you're a completist, there's all the trailers involved in this. There's an onion piece, which that is funny. a funny comedy skit on about the trailer. We won't we won't spoil it for you because it's funny. Uh, and then there's galleries. It's loaded, two discs. Um, for me, it's a ten out of ten for extras because that documentary on its own is just perfect. I it wish a lot of other movies had that documentary. Yeah, why can't they? It's no, it's like Nowadays, hire a cameraman and a soundman to follow you around and just do the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Like it's eight, whatever. He said it was eighty-three days or something filming Iron Man. Well, then you just hire a documentarian for eighty-three days, don't you? And stick it into the budget because it's worth it. Because it sells to me. I if that there's a single edition and a two disc edition and it, I see that it has a two hour documentary on the making of it that's fine well, I'm all over that it's one. better than those ones where it's like they're all glossed up and they've got the fake yeah. background and they're talk- the talking the HBO head kind ones. of yeah. talking heads yeah and if, if I had to recommend a DVD because I was talking about that kind of style of extra I can recommend two actually one is if you like the documentary style that lasts longer than the movie sometimes one of them's The Devil's Rejects. It has a brilliant oh, yeah. documentary that just follows Rob Zombie from like like this creation mm-hmm. to Red Carpet. And then the other one, which is a really interesting one, is from Dust Till Dawn. And that has a two hour documentary which not only follows the it's kind of one of the very first ones to be done like that, I think. It follows the crew. And it also follows a, a weird strike that goes on yeah. during the making of the movie. It's really interesting. It's before Clooney was like massive Superstar? No, it wasn't. He was already a superstar. From well, ER. Dust, yeah, from well, I mean, movies. It was because mm. he Dust or Dawn was when Clooney came True. about, and it's interesting. The uh, you know, obviously, get a lot of Clooney. He was already kind of a little up in himself already by then. Yeah. I think. But yeah, if uh, you know, Devil's Rejects, if especially if you like, well, they're not superhero but horror movies. Devil's Rejects, and they're the two. And there's also my favorite movie of all time, Magnolia. 
There's also one on that as well. It's not quite as good though. It wasn't exactly what I wanted. I don't remember it. Well, it's it's fly on the wall, but it's really fly on the wall. There's no um, narration or anything right. leading you through um, yeah, it. It's just like oh, we're looking at Julianne Moore doing a scene, or we're looking at it's a, a documentarium, but it's kind of avant-garde a little bit. But it's good. I just expected a bit more. But so that is the extras. Um, the movie overall, I would say, by the Blu-ray edition, it's... And the box is cool. Now, I don't normally like the slip covers. I think they are uh, stupid. However, <laughs> this time, when you slip off the cover that has all the words and stuff all over the back with all the extras and stuff, it's got Iron Man's face on it, and then you slip it off, and then it's Robert Downey Jr., and on the back, then it's just an image of Iron Man without all the extra text. Now, I actually like that packaging. Yeah. And And... But I still think slipcovers are mostly stupid. <laughs> and I really like them. They kind of... Uh, I'm a bit of a sucker for packaging. And if it's all shiny and, like, raised, it, I just feel... Oh, listen to it. If it's all shiny, I like it. I just feel that that is... You know, it's just cool. But that's a good one. I like it. Now, the DVD, I don't know if it's the same, but that's the Blu-ray. Uh, let's have a look, shall we? Oh, no. Let's not have a look, because yeah. I haven't got it on my desk. They'll um, discover it. It is the same. It's got a uh, slipcover. Um, I just want to say the picture quality is excellent, but it should be. It's a 2008 movie. It's probably all filmed with HD cameras, the entire thing. It was excellent. The sound was also excellent. Yes. Lots of bass. Do we get any free movie tickets with it? No, no free movie oh. tickets, unfortunately. What a rip-off. But, um, yeah, it's a good Blu-ray disc for your... Uh, I think a lot of people will pick this one up I to agree. show off Blu-ray um, stuff. So uh, that's, uh, that's that's Iron Man. And, uh, I loved it. I really did enjoy it And I it loved lot. it, too. And I... You know, we're probably the only two people in the country that never saw it in the cinema. This Everybody I speak to, oh, you're not seeing Iron Man, you're not seeing Iron Man. Yeah, so what, I didn't see it, but now I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about Dark Knight, because I actually like Batman movies. And so do I, I love Batman movies. And you love Christian Bale. So I'm excited for the Dark Knight, but there's a time and a place, and we'll get it. And we'll watch you know, it. The theater just, it's just too horrible, people. You don't get it. If you wonder why we don't see movies in theater, in the theater... They need to come to our town. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot of reasons. One, it's hideously expensive every time. Two, our cinema. Yeah, we've said it's, it's just crap. crap, and people go there. In fact, we're going to be reviewing um, Indiana Jones Four in a few weeks on Blu-ray, and I feel <laughs> I know we've already seen it, but I am more excited to see it. Oh, at me home too. Because totally. It was our screening of it was bad. It had a, a hair in the film. We've said it before. It was sweaty smelling. It was just bad. I just want to watch it at home and see yes, I if agree. I did like it as much as I liked it. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I, I agree completely. So, I, th- I think the cinema's overrated nowadays, but... I want a really good one. Should I just quit my job and, like, build a cinema and make it really good? Have you got that kind of cash? Millions <laughs> of dollars? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, if anyone out there is willing to anyway, put let, out the cash... Let's, uh, let's move things along. Thanks to Paramount for sending us the Blu-ray yes. and the DVD of that one. Uh, moving on to our contest, which is an interesting turnabout, which is going to last for another week. Because, <laughs> because? nobody answered it correctly. Your question. I have a kick-ass question. Your question was too bloody hard, Sid Talk. That's what it is. <laughs> if you had ever seen the movie, all you had to do was go rent the movie and watch it. It's not that complicated. But the question is, okay, first the DVD that you're going to get. You can get one of two copies of. Um, I always forget the name of it. Young at Heart. Young at Heart, which is about a group of elderly folks who go around the world, or at least the country, I don't know, and they sing pop and rock and punk modern tunes, right? It's a documentary about them, not like a, you know, movie about them. 
You can win one of two copies of that if you answer this question. In the movie Crimes of the Heart, which has nothing to do with this young at heart. In the movie Crimes of the Heart, Sissy Spacek comes down a set of stairs and she has something tied to her neck and something dangling behind her neck. No, the the question didn't... That was it. Why does she have dangling behind her neck? Yeah, now the answers I have received is... <laughs> A scar- There's not many answers either. A scarf? No. It's a fair enough answer though, right? Ah, uh, yes, yes. A cat? No, but somebody's thinking, because that's close. Right. I mean, I, I it's like, part what? of the movie. <laughs> that's part of the movie. Um, a necklace? I should just give the answer so that if people were listening to this some answer testicles. it, you know they've listened to this. How's some, that sound? And some testicles. Mm. Cat is close. It's not close, because, but it's part of... The well, movie. no, let's not give the answer. Let's just tell them, right? If mm-hmm. they want the answer to this... If they want the answer, it's on the web, and it's at a little site called www.sidtalk.com. The answer is right there yep, on Sid Yep, I made a little news story on siddog.com. C-I-D-T-A-L-K. So if, if you want to win a DVD, this is very easy. Very easy. C-I-D-T-A-L-K. And I don't care about getting hits to my site, because I'm willing to give you the answer right now. No. But <laughs> couldn't I... After three weeks or however long we've been doing the contest, I was at work the other night, and I thought, well, I'll look for the answer. See if I if, pretend I don't know it, yeah. and I could not. I couldn't find the script. I couldn't find script excerpts. I couldn't find anyone who synopsized the movie. <laughs> Nothing, and so I felt for everyone. <laughs> but I love having a question that nobody gets. All you do is watch the movie. So where do they? Um, how do they? How do they get the answer? How do they enter? Oh, they enter by sending an email to ascully.com, at ascully, at ascully.com, and in the subject line put, uh, young at heart. And that's it. That's it. Uh, moving on to games and ascully stuff, as we like to call this <laughs> section of the show. And it wasn't usually called this that, but we seem to have that title. We're branching out. The first thing is Rock Band 2 was released today. Huh? What's yeah. that? It's a uh, music game. Oh, a little game that has this stuff sitting around the room? Yeah, if you, if you come and fake, sit in our fakey office. Fakey-looking drums and a fakey-looking guitar over there. Yep. <laughs> it's the... Uh, now, it's Rock Band 2. It's uh, the sequel to last year's massive-selling music rock game. Rock Band 1? Yeah, rock, it, well, just Rock Band, yeah. let's, let's call it. Um, it's bigger, it's better. Well, not necessarily. It's the same. It's It's... Now, people have been saying it's got a better song list. I actually disagree, because I don't know a lot of these songs, and I immediately knew a lot of the other ones. Do you not know them because there are a lot of American rock and roll classics that you're not No, because I do know those. Like, they, last night when I was playing, they played a Bob Dylan song. I knew that one. I didn't know the words, but I knew it. I'd heard it before. Um, oh, it even as a Carry On My Wayward Son. <gasps> Carry on my wayward side. Straight from Anchorman. It'll be true. Dun, 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 dun. I, it's just because <laughs> it's, it's from I have, a, I have a, a story about a, a boy in that song from a long time ago. That's why it's nostalgic for me. A what? <laughs> nostalgic. Well, I just remember it from the end of Anchorman. And it's a, the very final thing you hear when you watch the movie. Um... But no, I knew the classic rock ones because I did the classic rock set list last night, which mm. is like seven classic rock tracks, and I knew them. Anyway, you want it was on there. Anyway, you want it. That was oh a, yeah, yeah, that one. What who was that? Journey, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Um, 
So no, those are not the ones. Now, the ones I don't really know are like some odd punk ones that I'd not really heard of. I don't know if they were like 70s or 80s, early 80s punk, or they were brand new punk. I'm not sure. I'd never heard of the bands. They actually just sounded like a like a real crazy just noise. Like, you know? Really? Um, there were some really fast death metal ones, like... Sounded like that. But did you, do you think it, it's not? It's got a little bit different interface, different shop. You got to start over with the character. So is it? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll tell thing? you what. Right. Improvements. Uh, interface is better. It's faster. Everything loads faster. There's no waiting in between songs. They just flow. You know. You make one character. There's none of this. Let's oh, make. Good. There's none of this. Let's make a scully with a capital A, and let's make a scully with a small a, and let's make a scully with a capital Y. Because I want four A scullies, one for each instrument. Thank God. Why did they even do that in the first place? I have no idea, but this time you make one character and whatever is plugged in... It knows. It knows and it says, okay, A scully's a drummer now. And if you go in and somebody else's band... You know, before you had to yep. set up a profile, make a, band, make make a all person. The characters. Yeah, now you don't. You can go... So say you come in and say, oh, let me have a go on that with you. And the drums are hooked up. You can just choose a guest character and there's pre-made characters... And you can just go straight in. There's no, there's no creating. You could do that nothing. before, though. Um, you still had to have a profile signed in. Correct. You don't have to do any of that. Fabulous. So you can just, if you're having a party, a rock band thing, yeah, you can that's just so much throw better. people in and play it. You know, I never thought people would really do that. And then we got pictures like from my nephews in high school, and they actually had rock band in their school music room or something, mm. where they were playing, you know, all playing it together. So I guess that's a. That's a good thing to be able to just step in and out and not have to log in and out all the time. Now, I got the game-only version, but there is a new box that contains the drums, the microphone, and the guitar. The drums have been improved this year. The biggest improvement is the wireless. Wireless microphone? Uh, No, unfortunately not. Oh, no. But anyway, let me say, the drums are wireless. They've That pedal breaks, apparently, on most people's, even though I haven't broken it. But I'm not really a drummer. Um, there's a metal pedal this time, so that'll help. You know, all the people who are really smashing away. The drum pads are softer, so it doesn't make as much a noise when you're playing it, and they are noisy. Oh yes, um, you've experienced. If you're far enough away from this room and you can't hear the music, you can just hear the yeah, and they are really noisy. But you know, they can take a beat in those things. I've had them a year, and I've played quite a lot, and they do take a beat in. Um, the guitar this year is wireless straight out of the box. There's no wired and wireless version. You get a wireless one. It's the same look as last year's guitar, that one that you're looking at right there. But it's a wood finish. And it's also got a better strum bar. It's not as floppy. That one's really floppy. It feels like that one's going to break any minute. In fact, I've had three of those guitars, if you remember. Yep. Um, the microphone, unfortunately, isn't wireless. Oh. It's wired. It's the same microphone. Um... You can buy all these things separate this year, too. You don't have to go in for the box. So if you're only into the guitar, you can just buy the guitar. I, overall, it's... Oh, the other thing, the upgrade. All the songs are originals. There's no cover versions. Every single song, so... Not that the covers were bad. They were quite good. No, but but you just feel a bit like... A little more authentic. I just want the real thing, you know? Um, Because as a a listener, like if you're just watching you play, it's nice to hear... Because if I'm just listening to the music, it's nice to hear. There's some really interesting songs. If you're... um, There's White Wedding by Billy Idol. Oh, yeah. There's... White Wedding. Hanging on the Telephone by Blondie. There's... 
Hungry Like the Wolf, Duran Duran. Oh, that's one of your favourites. There's Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer. Girls on Film. Yeah, Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer. There's um, some weird... See, there's... uh, What's that one called? Hello by uh, Cheap Trick. There's a Judas Priest track that's bananas. I have no idea. (laughs) I don't like it, but it's... I guess it's hard to play on guitar, that's the idea. But uh, it's a real mixture. Good. And there's a lot of modern-day MTV-ish stuff as well. All rock, though, no poppy stuff. Right. I mean, Britney Spears doesn't make an appearance. Yeah, but they should do that. They should do pop star. Pop band. uh, Give you a a whole CD or DVD full of that, and the country, like you said, and... I'm a fan of rock myself, so it, it it does it for me. I like... I actually... There's no way I wouldn't sit there listening to old seventies no, rock. You wouldn't. But when seventies rock comes up in rock band, there's something. It makes me see. That's what I'm saying about rock band and guitar hero as a thing. It introduces you to music you wouldn't listen to, and and you do think I actually like this song. Why? Yep. And then do, when you hear it on the radio or something, if we're in the car, no, you go, "Oh, that's, that's a rock band song." Yeah. I'm like, "No, it's I not. It was a song." And then they put it in a little game called Rock Band. That's the one with the long guitar solo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, I recommend it. It's sixty dollars for the game, but you know, eighty tracks, and you can do that thing from last week that I talked about: export all your yeah. tracks from Rock Band Two. So you got over two hundred tracks if you do the export thing. Um, the other game I wanted to mention is Force Un- Force Unleash Star Wars, which is out this week coming up. So I'm not played it yet, but it's out on Tuesday if you want to jump out and get it. What's that about? It's Star Wars. Oh right. What's that about? You're Darth Vader's apprentice, <laughs> and you uh, kill stuff. Just pick people up with beams and throw them around. And throw lightsabers <laughs> at them and stuff. Yeah, it's not, it sounds interesting, sounds so we'll, we'll see. We'll talk about that one next week. And I wrote this down because I just thought it was funny. <laughs> you were speaking to me. You were at work watching the old Star Trek on TV, and you said to me, Oh, um, Spock just said something really interesting. And Spock, <laughs> to Bones. He said Spock it to Bones. Spock said to Bones... The torrential flood of a logic would be quite interesting. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Yes, in reference to if he could actually look at Bones' memory bank, look at his brain, that the flood, the torrential flood of a logic. So it's basically Spock telling Bones he's, a, he's an idiot. He's an idiot, yeah. <laughs> in his in his way. The torrential flood of illogic. And the last thing I want to mention is a big deal for us here at aschoolie.com Towers. Behind the scenes. Um, you know, this week I fucked over a huge chunk of money. <laughs> to uh, was it? Uh, it, was a, it was a fair chunk of money. I won't mention the chunk, but it was a chunk of money to buy a new web server, and uh, we're moving aschoolie.com to a new web server. Now, this won't mean anything to you as nope. a reader. Well, it will because it's going to look very, very different. Yeah, the look and, will be different, and it's also going to be functionally very different and very streamlined. The site is going to be just. Movie, I mean DVD news and reviews, and the podcast, and the podcast, and you are going to be able to, for the first time in a long time, be able to leave comments on reviews and any posts we make, and we'll see how that goes because I think we, on the reviews is particularly good. Yeah, we used to do that, and we used to get a lot of rev- lot of comments on stuff. But then idiots started invading oh, yeah. the site, and I, the had, to, of the I world. had to completely shut comments off in the end because we just couldn't manage it anymore. Now we have a our this system that we're using now has a better way of dealing with comments. So 
We're going to be moderating. And you'll be on top of things. If it starts, if people start being assholes, then you'll just put an end to it. Yeah, like I did last time. We will hunt them down and kill them. But uh, anyway, there's <laughs> big changes afoot for com, and you don't be surprised one day. Yeah, one day. We don't have a date because... No, but it's going One of down. us is responsible Let me just it. say that I am transplanting <laughs> every review, movie review, from com to the new one, to the new com, one by one by hand. And I'm doing ten reviews a day, and I have figured out that it'll probably take me a month and a half to move <laughs> those across. Now, that doesn't mean it won't be... It might be open before then. Yeah. I'll still just keep moving Populating them. it. I'll just keep moving reviews. a ten. But I've moved a lot. There's about 50 up there now. Fabulous. But uh, I'm not telling you where the new site is. No, and it's the same. It'll be com. Just keep yeah. going to the same I mean, site. the new site does exist on the web right now. So if you was, like, really clever, maybe you could find it. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're right. <laughs> well, maybe. But, uh, yeah, that's com. Big changes afoot. Uh, Sito, what are you doing? Spore. I've, uh, I played Spore, yes. I got all the way through, through the space, to the space stage, which I have not gone very far in. I've gotten past a couple of missions. And um, it's a hodgepodge of things. It's obviously, once I got to a certain stage where it wasn't as much fun for me, because I have very specific needs when it comes to games, I kind of stopped. And one day I'll pick it back up and play for 10 or 12 hours in a row and, and have fun again, hopefully. But to me, it was like, I really like the first part. I like building my little creature. I liked... Um, making friends with the other tribes than I enjoyed the city one with the, the nations where you had to like win over the nations with your because I did the um, non-military route they call it religious for some reason which is really irritating but whatever that became a little laborious then I figured out how to get it done then I got it done and then I went to the space thing which is cool but it just doesn't feel I don't want conflict and I don't want to have to Friggin' battle things and fight with shit and I just want to go build something and let it live and create something and I don't mean like happy everybody has to go I just mean like I just get sick of that you get bombarded with like oh there comes a bad guy you're gonna have to do something about it it really irritates me so that kind of starts to turn me off in the space side of things but like I said I'll pick is it up again is the space side as vast as um, I've been led to believe um, I don't really know I think people kind of look at it on the surface they think it's really vast to say there's so many things to do like terraforming and atmosphere changing you see I haven't done that yet because well, I've only got through a few missions but the terraforming is you put thing on the planet to get the environment right and then you plant um, colonies there and then they start that's supposed to, to be the fun part as far right, as right and I haven't got to that yet so maybe because no, so- before that I had stupid fucking conflict coming and it just irritates me and so if I could wipe that part out you know, so, it's a game. I should have control. I should be able to say I want no conflict. So maybe next week we will still have Spore on the list for yeah. discussion. And uh, you will... Talk about planets that I've created. Terraforming, etc. Yeah. And your... But it is fun. Yeah. Would you say it's worth buying? Um, I mean, I have it, but my problem is... I don't know. Because with the online feature, you know, I haven't really explored that because... I don't have anybody else... Who, who has Yeah, the game. I don't give a crap about other people's creations, and I don't want them in my game, and so, you know... So... I don't know. If it was $20... It will be. It. I mean, it's 50... No, it's 
No, it's fifty dollars now, forty nine ninety nine. It'll probably be you'll probably be able to pick it up for twenty nine ninety nine within. Oh, that's too f- much. I think twenty is my limit. See, I'd pick it up for thirty. I think. I don't think you would. I don't think it would fulfill you thirty dollars worth. Hmm. I really don't. Maybe. It's 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 fun, and I love the building up part. And I'll probably start over again, to be honest, so I can do the whole building up part. And Different. then I get to the bar where I don't like, then I'll stop and start again. So that's Spa. And also, your second thing is you're working on a new look for com. Yeah, that's added to your what you were saying. I'm the <clears throat> part of the team that's working on the design element of the new look of the site. You're not part of the team. You are the team. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and I'm the team who's uh, organizing. You're doing all the hard work. Yeah. I just do the fun stuff. So... Uh, thanks for listening uh, to After the Show episode 35. 35. I, just re- I just want to remind you about the websites, uh, sidtalk.com and ascoli.com. We also have this podcast on iTunes Music Store, the Zoom Marketplace, and we have an RSS feed so you can subscribe in any podcast you like. You have a podcast as well on sidtalk.com, which is separate to this one. You can email feedback at ascoli.com or sidtalk at sidtalk.com. And stay classy, John Favreau. And don't eat any more pies. <laughs> and I'm going to say, uh, think for yourself, everybody. You know, it's very easy for somebody to come along and do it for you. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs>